Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 158 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us today as we continue with our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials. We are covering May the 31st to June the 6th, covering Doctrine and Covenants sections 60 to 62. Uh, and today we're going to continue uh, and really dive into our study of Doctrine and Covenants section 61. Uh, we dealt with the uh, the background and context of this section yesterday. And so if you missed that, then I recommend you uh, go back and listen to that because the first few verses about not um, moving swiftly upon the waters and, and finding another way is really relevant and directly related to that. Uh, so if you haven't done that, listen to that. But then obviously join us for this study today. So in verse 2, it says, Behold, verily thus saith the Lord unto you, O elders of my Israel, who are assembled upon this spot, whose sins are now forgiven you. For I, the Lord, forgive sins and am merciful unto those who confess their sins with humble hearts. The the Lord is gracious to us. Uh, I mean, how many times do we see in in the scriptures the invitation and the the promise that our sins can be forgiven us if if we come to him? Um, It is just such a wonderful blessing that we have. And you know, I, I I think sometimes I I well I know that sometimes I take that for granted that that blessing is available to us if we will just fall on our knees and and fall to Him, and and turn our lives over to Him. It is such a great blessing that we have it available to us, and it has to be done with humility. We have to be willing and wanting to change. Uh, President Ezra Taft Benson said this quote: "With pride there are many curses; with humility there come many blessings." My beloved brethren and sisters, as we cleanse the inner vessel, there will have to be changes made in our own personal lives, in our families and in the church. The proud do not change to improve, but defend their position by rationalizing. Repentance means change, and it takes a humble person to change, but we can do it. Close quote. I find that a really interesting uh, verse, actually, or you know, quote from a uh, present Benson there, because... Obviously, we talk often about ourselves needing to change, and that, of course, is important. We talk about our families needing to change and to counsel together and to learn how we can develop and change. But um, as a church, we, he said that we need to change as well. And sometimes I think we forget that. We think the church is a perfect thing, that because it's the Lord's church, it must be perfect. But the church is not perfect. The, the structure, the, the person that leads it from heaven is perfect, but it is led by imperfect people. Um, And if we would just remember that, I think that there'll be a lot of uh, antagonism and ill feelings towards the church that would go away if people truly understood that the church, yes, needs to change. There's been things the church has done in the past that weren't right. Um, But President Benson's comments there explain that the church, like us, is trying to be humble and change along the way and become better and more like like the saviour in its image, uh, which is an interesting insight there. In verse 3 it says, But verily I say unto you that this is not needful for this whole company of mine elders to be moving swiftly upon the waters whilst the inhabitants on either side are perishing in unbelief. Now, I guess this obviously relates to what we spoke about yesterday, about how the elders were travelling on the water, and then uh, there was issues, and then the Lord gives them this. And the question I would then, I guess, would naturally follow is this. If this was a commandment or or a direction or guidance from the Lord for the elders to not be moving swiftly upon the waters, but rather be teaching to the people who were perishing in unbelief on either side, then why allow the elders to go on the water in the first place? Why even let this whole episode happen? Um, Because as we learned in the last section, he, he said to them, you can decide what to do. Then they went onto the waters in these canoes and basically there was a whole 
you know issue that that arose from it and then he directs them to not go to to not go swiftly upon the waters why allow this to happen and um there's a number of reasons for this obviously these these individuals had to learn from this experience um but also um he the people were then able to return back to ohio and warn the others basically not to travel by the waters as the Lord explained yesterday, as we learned from verses four and five, which we spoke about yesterday, um, there are many dangers and destructions upon the waters, especially these waters. He was able to show them, look, this is why you shouldn't go on these waters. And so the people that then traveled from Ohio to Missouri following on from that knew not to go on those waters. If they hadn't gone through this experience and perhaps the Lord had just said to them in a revelation, don't go on the water, perhaps some would have been tempted to ignore that and go on it. But because... The Lord has now told them not to go on the waters and the elders that went originally on the waters have seen the issues and the dangers on those waters. They could go back and share their witness of that issue as well. And so no one did. And there was many that and that was not that didn't perish. In fact, in verse six, it says, nevertheless, all flesh is in mine hand and he that is faithful among you shall not perish by the waters. Um, he teaches that, you know, it is possible, but, you know, it is not needful that they rush along these waters. And I think that that was uh, an interesting lesson that happens from this. What is interesting as well, as I uh, mentioned yesterday, though, is that Ezra Booth uh, in in the Saints volume, at the end of this whole experience, he does rush home without preaching by the way to those who are perishing in unbelief. And well, of course, and I've mentioned Ezra Booth already in the kind of the character that he becomes later in church history. Uh, and so I don't think we need to dwell too much on that at this stage. But uh, it is um, an interesting moment, really, uh, in these elders' lives. Uh, so we'll continue on with this section, though, and, uh, and see some of the other things that we learn from it. So there is further discussion by the Lord uh, about the waters. And as it says in verse 18, it kind of um, underlines what I said before about this needing to be a learning experience for the elders going on these waters to see the dangers that are on it, because in verse 18 it says, And now I give unto you a commandment, that what I say unto one I say unto all, that you shall forewarn your brethren concerning these waters, that they come not in journeying upon them, lest their faith fail and they are caught in snares. Um, and in verse 19 it says, I the Lord have decreed, and the destroyer rideth upon the face thereof, and I revoke not the decree. So once again, we see here that the Lord is, control, is in control of this, that the destroyer that Satan is not in control of all waters, that for some reason we can't go, you know, using the waters for these purposes. Um, but actually it's this specific context that the Lord is speaking about, that they need to avoid this uh, this direction and this way of um, this way of traveling. The Lord then gives further dis details and explanations as to what certain individual elders are to do at this point of the journey. However, even at this stage, we see that whilst he is giving directions to them, he still gives them the opportunity to make decisions for themselves, to be agents unto themselves to make the certain choices. In Doctrine and Covenants 61 verse 8, uh, 35, it says, And let them journey together, all two by two, as seemeth them good. Only let my servant Reynolds Cahoon and my servant Samuel H. Smith, with whom I'm well pleased, be not separated until they return to their homes, and this for a wise purpose in me. Um, this is interesting because, again, to me, it shows that the Lord is directing their paths, and yet there is some things which he allows us to decide. And however, there are some things he does need to have happen. 
So this pairing of Reynolds Calhoun, Calhoun and Samuel H. Smith, which um, I'm not too sure, you know, the reasons why for why they, they had to be together, but there was for a wise purpose in the Lord. And we see that wise purpose being shown in, for example, with the small plates of Nephi, they were kept for a wise purpose in him. Um, and then we see that wise purpose later on. Um, we also just see here that if they can decide generally if they can go two by two or on their own as seemeth them good. Um, but, you know, I think the Lord gives us that, that freedom to choose. And that's important. Uh, in verse 39, at the end of section 61, it says, Pray always that you enter not into temptation, that you may abide the day of his coming, whether in life or in death. Um, again, like that, because it's again reminding us about the needing to pray always, which is something I, I think is a really important reminder and something we need to make sure we are consistently doing. Uh, and then the day of his coming, which is either in life or in death, there will be a second coming for us all, whether we're alive at his actual coming on the earth or whether it is at the time of our death, there will be a time that we need to to see the Saviour uh, and let us prepare for that time, looking for that direction from the, from the Saviour uh, in our work uh, and striving to do the best that we can to follow his counsel. Thank you very much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this study. Follow the podcast on Facebook, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me, and you can email ldsstudysession at gmail.com as well with your thoughts and feedback and what you've been studying. I'd love to hear it. Thank you for your time and until we meet again.